Welcome to Local Good Food and Wine. This is the podcast where I throw a bunch of ingredients together. Voices, sounds, personalities, trending topics in food, wine, agriculture, and food technology to serve you up a delicious show. I'm Paige Donner, producer and creator of this homegrown broadcast coming to you direct from Paris, France. Find us on Twitter at LocalFoodWine, on the web at LocalFood.Wine, and of course, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. As I sit here in Paris in the dead of winter, dreams of sunshine-filled white sand beaches dance through my head. Honestly, right about now, at this time of year, Nothing is more tantalizing than thoughts of a poolside barbecue and spending afternoons laying out in the sun with a good book. Lucky for some old friends of mine from school days, they find themselves in the southernmost part of Western Australia in an idyllic little seaside town called Esperance. Jennifer and her husband Brad run the premier hotel and restaurant in Esperance. The hotel is called Comfort Inn Bay of Isles, and the 50-seater restaurant is LJ's. We have it listed, along with lots of gorgeous photos, in our show notes on localfood.wine. And as the strange synergies and synchronicities often go, Jen, a diehard Francophile, has only just hired a couple of French chefs whom she scouted in Perth. So this episode of Local Good Food and Wine is an armchair luxury voyage to summertime Esperance, Australia, where we speak with Jennifer Ryder and head chef Anthony Padé and sous chef Julien Chauvier. At the beginning of this episode, I'm also including a bit of off-the-cuff bonus material where Jennifer and I discuss Australia Day, which has become for Australia a bit like what Columbus Day is now for America. We thought that rather than shirking from sensitive conversation, we ought to just embrace it and as conscious citizens of the world, work towards finding common ground where every member of a nation feels recognized and valued. That said, we did recognize the commonality that food seems to bring people together as barbecue is as important to Australia Day as it is to the 4th of July in the United States. Anyway, that said, man, I so wish I were poolside at a barbecue in the Australian summer sunshine right about now. Don't you too? You're listening to Season 8 of Local Good Food and Wine with host and producer Paige Donner. How's your day going? It's good. It's another busy day in Aspen, so I tell you what, this town is cranking. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so 
will you um, introduce your chefs? Because I, I actually, I don't even know their their names or anything like that. Yes, I will. And um, like I said, they're not quite here yet. So I, you know, I've read through your notes, which is cool. I'm excited. Like the chefs have only been here for a couple of weeks. So like, so, like, so it's kind of interesting because they're just actually finding their feet. They've been in Australia for a while, but they're just finding their feet here. So I think a lot of the changes will be yet to come for this year. So it'd actually be really cool to do a catch up with us in six months to see how they're going. <laughs> Hey, that's a good idea. That is, that is, that's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, for French people, yeah. Australia is quite, um, well, French, French do travel a lot. They, they do really travel a lot, but it's still quite exotic, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, but I will introduce you. I, I don't know. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want me, like, how do you, like, how do you want to go? Yeah. You just want me to like bring them in and introduce them and sit and we'll just have a chat. I got your notes and it's exciting. I'm looking at, I mean, it's very interesting. You say Australia day. So that's an interesting conversation. <laughs> Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, and they're from different parts of France as well. So very different parts of France. They give each other shit. <laughs> yeah, I know it's such a small country, but yeah, it's very distinct. Uh, yeah, that, that well, that's a cool story. Then if they've just kind of you know hooked up as Mason, lucky for them. So you've sponsored them. Yeah, I found them through another casual chef and um then um yeah they've both it's taken it's taken three or four months to get them down here but they are down here they've like i said they've only been here for a couple of weeks and it's all up from here so i'm excited for the future yeah no i i am too i am too okay so then australia day is going to be um an okay conversation to have a um it's not uh, i think somebody had mentioned or it's totally okay. So at the moment we have our Australia Day. It's our national day, the 26th of Australia, but of January, sorry. But it's it's been contentious for, oh, at least it's been building for many, many years, but mainly like the last five, 10 years that people are really wanting to change the date. Obviously the Aboriginal people feel like it is an invasion day. And so the groundswell has been building to change the date. So it doesn't, it's not... Yeah, like, and, and actually I'm on board with that. Like, let's just change the date to get the whole country on one page. But it's going to take a lot more time. But the groundswell is building. So people do, still do celebrate Australia Day, but it's marred with that it needs to be changed. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a it's it's a touchy subject. I don't know. Like, but yeah, so well, is, there, is there any way we could focus? So is there are there any food traditions? Because you like, you know, you know, in the US, 4th of July, right? All we do is barbecue. It's like barbecue. It should really be called barbecue day. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a, it's the Aussie barbecue. It's exactly the same thing. It's Aussie barbecue. Australia Day is outside barbecue, music, and but there's a lot of people, I would say maybe now 30%, maybe 40% of people that are purposely not celebrating the day, like down from probably 85, 90%, like, you know, um, five years ago, that, that that there really is that, like, they purposely don't celebrate it because they celebrate on the, on, um, the day before or the day after. So everybody wants a national celebration. Everybody wants to celebrate Australia Day, but that day marks the, you know, European settlement. And um, I, my personal opinion is within three or four years that we will have a new Australia Day. We'll have a new day and we'll all celebrate together. 
Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, you know, I mean, I don't want you to um, talk about anything that's uncomfortable, but, you know, honestly, to me, that's kind of fascinating because it's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it just shows a cultural shift. I mean, you know, we're going through that in America, too. And of course, here in France, there's a lot of sensitivity as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we can avoid it if you feel it's uncomfortable. But if uh, to me, it's I think I think the more attention we draw to it, the better, to be honest, because it is our national day and it, the date needs to be changed, really, or that's the, you know, like that's the growing consensus. And it's 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 an important conversation. I think yeah, we, we we celebrate. We had a barbecue by the pool, you know, and um, this is, I had my, you know, my two French chefs, neither, you know, two French chefs, one New Zealand waitress, one English waitress, and, and I'm born in the U.S., so none of us were actually born in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just, we haven't started yet. I just, I just there. So those chefs have now arrived. I think Julian's going out to smoke. I think is that what you're doing? Okay, cool. So yeah, they're getting, they're getting prepared. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but no, I think, I think it's, it's. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an inter- interesting and important conversation. And um, yeah, we're all, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I do too. I I do too. It just shows, you know, it's cultural relevance. But it's funny, though, too. Also, I think what's poignant is the fact that these national celebrations tend to really focus around food. I mean, it's just another point of how food is the common denominator for so many of us. 100%. And then food and drink, honestly, like the Australian drinking culture is is huge. I mean, uh, you know, like it's... um, but in a good way, it's, it's, you know, it's a wonderful celebration of beer and wine and food and all things good, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, you guys must just be coming off your service. So everybody's probably still kind of like high from the, the, the adrenaline rush of the restaurant service and the meal and it's evening time for you and all that kind of stuff. Pretty much, but it was a pretty cruisy service tonight. It wasn't too, nothing too hectic. So I think everybody's feeling okay. Like, yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's, it's been a good night. Okay. All right. All right. Good. You know, I'm also going to want to ask you a little bit. I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about your, your town. I mean, that pink, um, is it a pink lake or a pink pond? It's a pink lake. I mean, yeah, there is that. Yes. So there is, um, Two pink lakes, one that's not pink anymore. So there's like controversy surrounding <laughs> that. But the, the big, the bubblegum pink um, lake is that's a heritage national park. So that's a, um, a helicopter ride. You can't actually sort of um, like that's on a separate island. So. Okay. All right. Get, well, it just it seems helicopter. like quite a landmark. So maybe I'll ask you a few questions about that. You can just. Yeah. Clue I'll do it. my best. I'll do my best. I'm only in, I've only been in Essence for two years. I think I know a little bit about it. Um, and uh, you know, you say about like the local beers and wines. I mean, that's one thing in Australia too that the local beer scene. I mean, there's a hundred breweries in WA now. Like a lot of boot, um, artisan brewers popping up. You know, like so big beer scene. And of course, we love our wine scene. You know, a lot. I mean, a lot of people compare the mark. There's not a wine scene here in the town that we are in but just five hours to the east and, um, or to the west, sorry, to the west. And then, of course, you've got Margaret River, which is our premier wine region. Yeah, well, Margaret River, that's eight hours from here. But, yeah, it's, it is true. It's, I mean, Western Australia is, that's the thing. It is such a big state. This whole country is massive. And Western Australia, where we are, is like a third of the entire country. It's massive, you know. 
Yeah, I yeah, I know. I know, especially especially coming from the, a reference of like Europe where I mm. mean, I don't know France maybe just fits inside of uh, like what one third of western Australia, right? Or something like that. Even less probably if you look at yeah, like I mean from I've looked at this we've we've studied France quite a bit Brad and I like so to travel to from one end to the other, like if you were going to travel from Lille to the Côte d'Azur, like how many hours would that take? You maybe 8 hours or less? Yeah, in the car, that's a good that's a good question. I guess if there were no traffic, if there was no traffic, I would well, I would venture to take about 12, 12 to 14 hours, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from here where we are in the bottom of Western Australia, just to Perth, which is that in that bottom corner, that's an eight-hour drive just to get from Perth to the south coast where we are. So and then you and then you go up to the top of Western Australia, it would take you another 40 hours to drive up there, you know. So it's yeah, it's massive. Yeah, your country a, is massive. Yeah. One day I'm going to visit. I think it's everyone. You will. Favorite. You will. You will. You will. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Now that I know you, you can sponsor people. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you are like you. I mean, I can't actually. Have you not been to Australia before? No, I, I haven't. I, ha- I haven't. Not yet. Not yet. It's on my bucket list. Cool. Okay, I've just got the head chef walking past me. He's going out to smoke too. So when I'm gonna, I might actually come out and follow you guys outside. You're listening to local good food and wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner.
back. So I'm going to introduce you to Anthony. So Anthony, introduce yourself and tell Paige a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I think I think I heard the name. I think I heard the name Anthony. J'ai entendu yeah. le prénom Anthony. C'est vous? Oui, c'est moi, oui. <laughs> D'accord, okay. Bon, vous êtes... So I actually... It, votre anglais, c'est beaucoup mieux que mon français. Donc, euh, aussi, le, le podcast est en anglais, ça, ça roule en anglais. Ça, ça marche pour vous? Je vais continuer en anglais. OK, OK, cool. All right. This episode of Local Good Food and Wine is being co-hosted by Jennifer Ryder, coming to us all the way from Esperance, Australia. Yeah, so so Jen, uh, Jen and I are old friends from our school days in Hawaii. So we go way back. So it's exciting that she has uh, you working for her, you know, working with her at the restaurant. So what? So what's your name, and where and where in France are you from? From Toulouse. My name is Antonia from Toulouse, South France. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. What? Which? Which city? I'm. I've been based here in Paris for about ten Toulouse. years. Which city? Toulouse in South France. I'm born oh. in Paris, but I'm living in Toulouse now. Oh, Toulouse. Oh, cool. Toulouse. Very cool city. Yeah, great food scene, too. Yeah. And uh, now I'm living in Australia for maybe less, maybe four years now. Oh. Yeah. So, so I'm traveling for my, my first two years, and I worked uh, three years in uh, Rottnest Island, close to Perth. Do you know Rottnest Island, Paige? No, I, what is what is it's called Loch Ness Island? Loch Ness Island. With an R, Loch Ness. Yeah. Oh, cool. So in a small what, island close to uh, to Perth, I was uh, I started my sponsorship over there for two years now, and I moved to Esperance. Yeah. So how how are you liking? I mean, for a French person, you're very far away from your country. Although I imagine for the last couple of years, it's been much better maybe to be in Australia than to be in in France because all the restaurants, you know, were closed here and stuff for the last yeah. couple. Of years. I heard that. Yeah. I heard these are reopened a little bit, but most of them is closed. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let let's focus on Australia. So. So you, so tell me a little bit, Jen has told me a bit about the, her restaurant, but tell me about her, about the restaurant that you, that you work in and, and the, the menu that you've developed, like what's the food scene like there in Esperance, Australia? So I was just going to interject and bring in um, Julian, as, who is our sous chef, and um, get him involved as well. But, you, but the, the, the guys have only been here for I would say a couple of weeks, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So they are just actually um, finding their feet. They're actually looking at my restaurant and, and what we do here. And, and we've spoken a lot in the last couple of weeks about the things that they're going to do and what they plan to do and the events that we're going to have. So I think, yeah, it's actually just, um, you know, they have, they're, they're still finding their ground. You know, they haven't stamped their, um, their flavour, but, they, but they're, yeah, they're pretty excited to do some cool things. Let me introduce you to Julian as well. Let him introduce himself to you. And, um, yeah, so to be fun and how you ended up on the street. Hi, Paige. Hey, hi, Julian. So nice to meet you. Yeah, me too. So, uh, me, I'm Julian. I'm uh, from uh, Colmar, which oh, is cool. in uh, Alsace. Yeah. yeah. Very nice town. <laughs> So it's been now uh, almost three years that, in, uh, that I'm in Australia. So same, I'm in uh, sponsorship. I was uh, in Rottnest Island as well with Anthony. I do my sponsor for one year over there. 
and uh, just transfer now to Esperance. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Colmar, wow, what an what a beautiful region. Talk about a wine region. Gosh, I love Alabama. Uh, yeah, but the white wine is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some of the red and the red wines too, I quite I quite enjoy as well. What what about the wine scene in um where you were so you were outside of Perth, so that's a big wine region too in Australia, right? Um, the wine scene in Perth pretty much stems from the regions. So these these guys were based in Rottnest Island. So that's a that's a small island. It's a holiday, a tourist island off the coast of Perth. It's a half an hour boat ride from Perth. Oh. So there's no wine scene there, but yeah, the wine scene is pretty much three hours south of Perth. And then, like a, like I said uh, in a conversation previously with you, like the the dry Riesling. You know, like we can, we love to compare ourselves to some of the beautiful French Rieslings and German Rieslings from um, yeah, about five hours west of where we are now here in the great southern of Western Australia. So, yeah, we have a pretty good wine scene in WA. Yeah, you know, actually, um, you you said something the other, you said something recently to me about how Margaret River there in Western Australia is being, is kind of compared to Bordeaux. That's That's interesting. Tell me a little bit more about that, Jen. Okay, I'll tell you what I know, and I'd love to learn more, but we, Brad and I, my husband, Brad and I, the general managers here at the hotel, and we've spent a lot of time in Margarita over the past sort of 20 years. And like that region, if you speak to the winemakers down there, they they say like it's like that they compare themselves Okay, maybe maybe selfishly, you know, like to, to the Bordeaux region, like the soils are the same, the growing conditions are the same. So if there's any region in Australia where the soils and the conditions and the wines are similar, it is the Margaret River region is, is similar in conditions to the Bordeaux region. They sort of take a lot of pride in that. That's awesome. I'm going to look more into that. That's, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, yeah, maybe you can do some sister city stuff, Bordeaux and uh, Margaret River. That would be fun. <laughs> well, Actually, you say that, you know, Esperance has not separate from wine. Esperance, where we are here now, has a sister city in France, but I'm not sure where it is. No, there is a sister city. (laughs) We should have done up. We we should have done our research. There is a sister city for Esperance in France. I'm not sure where it is. Ville Jumelet. Ville Jumelet. That's cool. There you go. Well done. I don't think but yeah, is jumelé with a French city. I don't remember the name. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll all look it up and I'll I'll throw it into the show notes. So by, by the time we get this up online, we'll we'll know. So so you guys, so the les chefs français. Um, what's the food like? What's the food scene like? You know, I know here in France, the chefs are almost maniac about sourcing the ingredients from you know the highest quality ingredients from onions to potatoes to the le viande le poisson you know all of that is it like that in australia too are you re- researching where to that's get what it? we're trying to do yeah that's what we're trying to do we, we you, you always can but after you have to form the good producer get the good price but that's always the good to have the freshest product and the best products for sure we're going to try in the future to work with a local, more local. Uh, I'm going to try in the future to work with a farmer uh, around experience and propose uh, like fresh food from the same day. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that's a, I know that's a big deal here in France. They really what's the um, environment like around Esperance? Are there a lot of farms? Are there any um, is there any produce that it's it's uh, famous for? 
I've just arrived a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so he, so yeah, they, so yeah, they actually, one of the first things that Anthony said to me when he got here, one of the very first things he says, how how flexible are you with our produce? Like, we source great produce. We source yeah. with the best produce we can around the state. But he said to me, I want to source local produce. I want to go out there and speak to the farmers. I want to talk to the people around here. And he, he so he's on that quest right now. So this will be interesting to see in 12 months how far he's got. But they are very keen to work with the project. Like, so we're getting wage and duck from Wagen, which is seven, eight, ten hours to the east. But it, they, these guys, it's funny that you say that or not funny. I guess it's their French nature. They, it's one of the first things they said, let me get out there and find out what's local, what we can feature from this region. So it is a big farming region. There is a lot of, like, there's a lot of cattle but and, and yeah, and lamb, but it's about, it's it's tricky because there's not a lot of butchery down here, is there? It seems like a lot of the beef get taken away and slaughtered and then sold. So trying to buy local produce is proving to be a bit of a challenge. The seafood. So the sea, we're on the coast, this gorgeous coast. And um, our owner actually just bought a big fishing boat so he can go and catch us the prized local Nanagai fish off the coast. But at the moment, we're buying our fish from the Pilbara. So yeah, it's one thing that they're um they're hell-bent on on doing. I know there's olives, I know there's sardines. What else is local? Like there's octopus is local. So they're in the they're hell-bent actually at the moment trying to um really get as local as they possibly can. So there you go. That is their French background. I know the top end chefs here in Australia, that has been the vein for the past sort of 10 years going more local. But these guys, yeah, just taking it to the next level. They're really keen to do that. So that's that's to be that's um, watch this space kind of thing. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, that that's true. It's like in the c'est dans l'ADN français. It's in the French DNA to source, you know, as local as possible. I think. Um, Jen, tell us about you and your husband's ho- like the hotel that you guys run together, and tell us about your. Your restaurant, how many seats does it have and what's the style of restaurant and that kind of thing? Okay, right. So Brad and I have been here for two and a half years. We've been, you know, 30 years in the hospitality industry in Australia. You know that I started my journey in Hawaii as a 18-year-old. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so many years later, this is where we find ourselves in this beautiful coastal town. So it's um so actually without being too biased, I think we have the best restaurant here in town. It's, it's a small town. It's probably fifteen thousand greater population, really five thousand in the local area. Uh, we've taken a hit for tourists. I mean, I would have said sort of two years ago before the pandemic hit, we would have had twenty percent European tourists of our total tourist intake. But now, and it, you know, it's now it's all. Australian uh, it's all West Australian like we have a situation in, in Western Australia where the whole state is close to the whole world you I think I saw we have a campaign on Facebook that people are finding humorous that we're our own island nation over here like, um, <laughs> which is true it's true but so the, the restaurant is a 50-seater restaurant it's not fine dining but it's um you know we like to consider it um fine food so yeah, we're not really competing with anyone else in the town. Um, we'd love there to be more of an office. There's a few other restaurants in town. I think 
frankly, the town could use a few more restaurants, but then, yeah. but yeah, we're just standing in a league of our own, we think. We're, um, yeah, just sourcing good produce and good seafood, good steaks, good, you know, so. Yeah, no, sounds great. Well, also, too, when you showed me pictures of Esperance, you know, with that famous pink lake, and I mean, it just looks like heaven on earth. You, you, you French chefs, you guys, Julian and Anthony, you are, vous avez la chance, hein? Vous êtes en plein. So, they're very shy. And they were working in, in Rotnest, and I guess, I guess they were semi-happy, not that happy, but I met them through a, a, a chef that came here who just said to me when he was here, I need you to introduce you to these two French chefs. And then we started, they actually came down, took a break from their work and came down, and then we started the process to respond to them. So we have the same vision. They have the same vision that I do, which is just, I mean, I actually looking forward to chefs taking taking the reins, actually taking control of the restaurant and just producing good food. We, we are a motel, like we're a 62-room motel on the coast, on the beachfront here, and it's, you know, it's a beautiful town. But um, the restaurant stands alone, the restaurant services, like the motel guests, but also the wider community. And, um, yeah, like I'm just really looking forward to see what they can do. Yeah, cool. Well, it takes a while. You're right. I mean, it takes a while to get settled. So what about the what about the pub scene? What about the, the beer scene? Uh Julian and Anthony, what, how do you find the, the beer scene? There's a lot of choice for me in Australia. The, the choice is pretty good. Wait, I, I was saying there's a lot of choice in, uh, in beer in Australia. That's pretty good for me. I don't like all of them. I still prefer uh, Belgian beer, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is a lot of choice. That, that's good. I was surprised when I first came in Australia to see how the, the choice is big in uh, beer. Yeah, that's good. They like their beer. <laughs> yeah, but I don't find a lot of German beer here. Okay. I need some German beer. <laughs> okay. All right. So that so that was that was Julian. So what and so Anthony, what what about you? Any any good pub scenes or any good um, I'm not a huge fan of beer, but in Australia I can find like what I like. So so yeah, it's a, they are very good beer as well. So I'm really enjoying here. It's a, nothing to say right now. Actually, yeah. yeah. I'm drinking just beer actually here. <laughs> but yeah, all the beer I found here is uh, very good. In terms of Anthony, like he's quite taken, I think, with the Australian pale ales, the local pale ales. That's, yeah, the pale ale. The Australian, the West the West Australian pale ales, they're not too bad. Nice, nice. Well, here, here in France, I mean, would you... Was it was it Would you guys agree? I mean, the beer culture has really become very very trendy. I mean, here in France as well. So I mean, people are really into their IPAs and their special specialty beers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's lots of local beer. Um, people start to make beer at home a lot. I don't know for the past three years, but when I was still in France, yeah, the the, the beer uh, the beer matter were a lot. There's a lot of, I, I had a lot of friends doing beer or small brewery open in my town. I think that's become quite famous. Cool, cool. So we so we were gonna touch a little bit on Australia Day, which I think was just like two days ago for you guys. Um, yes. So tell me a little bit. I've you know I've never been to Australia. It's on my it's on my bucket list. So, but I've known you for the better part of my life, Jen. So I. So you've always been sort of you and your sister, of course, have always been my the representation for me of 
what Australia is, which is fun, loving, open, gregarious, you know, hey, mate, don't worry about anything, you know, kind of a thing. And of course, barbecue. So is Australia Day like the 4th of July in, in the US? Is it just like a big barbecue day? Well, that's what we did. So we did have a big barbecue. But I mean, so Australia Day, yes, it is like the 4th of July. I mean, that's the closest analogy I could make. But it has changed. The last 10 years has seen it become contentious. Um, it, there is a big groundswell in Australia about the, um, the, the Indigenous people. And, um, you know, that that day represents the day that, they were invaded and slowly over time it really has become a national conversation that it it's oh, i don't know it's hard to describe we have yes yeah, so people one of us everybody in australia wants to celebrate australia day and like i said we and yes in the past up until about five ten years ago every australia day with the national radio had the big countdown and everyone had a barbecue and there was fireworks but it has changed so i really really think that when we change the date and then i think it'll get back to the celebrating that day i think we'll all celebrate that day i mean these two french chefs and um couple of the girls we have working here, one's from New Zealand and one's from England. It's their first time, well, not, not the two French chefs, they've been here for a few years, but it was the first time in Australia for these others. So we had a barbecue. We had it privately. We had it by the pool here at the hotel. That's we, the first time I celebrated it, it was yeah, the first time. Okay. I, so I don't say anybody celebrated. It was their oh. first celebration of Australia Day. And so we had a private party. We didn't announce it to the world. We closed the restaurant, which is a public holiday. So we took the right to do that. And we... We had a great time together and we paid our respects to the traditional owners of the land, you know, to the past, future and, and emerging generations. And then we celebrated. And I really think, like, I really think in the next few years when we change the date, then Australia will celebrate Australia Day again. It won't be on the 26th of January, yeah, it's, it's but it'll be on another day. And we'll get back to that frivolity page. It is, it is about cracking a beer. Putting on this, it's, it's the middle of summer. It's hot. It's exciting. It's about music. It's about food. It's about wine. It's about celebrating. It's about going to the beach and putting your sunscreen on and. Yeah, and chucking a snag on the barbie, mate. That's what it's about. <laughs> Very cool. Interesting. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you guys were able to, to enjoy the day. You know, where any any excuse to have a barbecue is a good excuse in, in my book, right? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. And it was, a, it was a great barbecue as well. The chefs did very well with that. <laughs> oh, nice. Bravo. Bravo. Hey, so so quick round, uh, two, two last questions for the for the chefs. So first, Julian and then Anthony. Ju- Julian and Anthony, what three things do you like most about being in Australia? Well, let's be honest. First, money for me. <laughs> and then sun and beach and yeah the mentality yeah the mentality is really more chill than Europe <laughs> Anthony uh, actually the same so no, I really like the mentality the open mind in this country yeah, the quality of life yeah. simply the quality of life is uh, that's it <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to say the cheese, but... Yeah, yeah we have great cheese. Actually, so, the good cheese. Uh, so, quality of life. And, 
What did you? What was the thing that you said? I'm trying to pitch you. Or the mentality of Australians. Oh, there you go. Oh, you, okay. It is a very relaxed, chilled vibe. Open-minded. Yeah. So here's here's going to be the last fire round question for the for the two chefs. This time it'll be Anthony and then Julian. A- Anthony, what do you miss most about about France? What do you miss most uh, about France? The food and my family. What? My family and the food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think the first is my family because I don't see them for uh, maybe four years now. So, yeah, I'm just waiting the border reopen to see them. So I hope this year. I'm not sure about what's going to happen in the future, but I hope in August I can go back, I can go back in France for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's hard. It's, it's difficult, eh, d'être loin de son pays. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been four years for me, and uh, yeah, it started to be long for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Julien, I miss pretty much the same. To be honest, I don't really miss France, but the thing I miss is obviously my family and friends, and yeah, the food. But uh, yeah, um, I'm happy in Australia. I don't miss that much friends. <laughs> cool, cool. And so like, and, I, I will happy to come back for holiday, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! You found a new home. You found a new home yes. in Australia. And and um and Jen. So I know Jen. I know you and your husband Brad have come to France a few times. What do you, what are three things that you guys love or you I, I I don't expect you to speak for your husband but what what do you love most about France Jen? Okay, I'll tell you. And Jen, he was here. Go could you go very much? So, what do I love about France? I love the history. I love that I can go to Paris and I can walk into a building and it's 800 years old. I remember going to some of the old parts of France and and Brad's just joined us as well. So I love the food. I I mean, I love the culture. I love, oh, Brad, it's a, what do you love about France? Uh, The Louvre, Notre Dame, uh, the fields, um, the food, the, uh, the culture was very good. Everyone was so friendly there. Uh, and the tip canal, yeah, but all those things, yeah, a lot of things. We just love it. I think we love it. Australia is such a young country, you know, and 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 like I, I mean, you know, I I love the food here. I love we have we have fresh seafood and fresh produce, but but I remember going to France and going to the markets in Paris and and just I've never seen tomatoes that vibrant. And I, it's just something about I don't know. Is it the soil? Is it the love? Is it the, I don't know, is something about France, about their food and their wine and, and the people, you know, I don't know. We, we love it. We love the culture. Maybe it's the history. Maybe it's the, the layers of years on years and history on history. And I think that's what Australia is missing. I think that's what Australia is going through right now, connecting with our history. It's a totally different history. It is connecting with our Indigenous population and bringing, you know, they, you don't want to hear about food. We don't even know, you know, that the whole indigenous food scene is so i think that's what we need to have to learn from france that what we lo- that's what we love about france is the, the the rich history of food and wine and all that it brings and the family and the love and yeah so yeah that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> bravo very nice very nice well you know that's probably a good a good 
a good point to end on because I don't know how we can top that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love you to come back and talk to us again in six months when the chefs have been here and we're going to have some events in the winter. You know, we, you know, this French don't know about a little truffle sort of um, industry down here in WA and um, we're going to explore that. That's in June and July. That's in your summer, but that's in our winter. And I'm going to go to Manjim up and bring the chefs back some truffles and we're going to have some truffle events and all kinds of exciting things. So watch this space. We'll be doing some fun and exciting things. Oh, great. Yeah, no, you're welcome anytime, Jen, to come back on and co-host. This has been so fun. I'm so glad. And it's just, it's a marvel that I can be sitting here in Paris and you're sitting there in Esperance yeah. and here we are talking all things French and Australian. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and the, the, the chefs are gobsmacked that they're speaking in English to a, to a podcast in France in English. <laughs> It's how the world works these days, I guess, huh? Yeah, true. Yeah. Merci beaucoup aux chefs. Merci. C'était vraiment sympa de vous d'assister à ce podcast. Merci. Merci à vous. Okay. All right. All right. So I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. 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 Au revoir. Au Thanks for joining us once again for another tasty local good food and wine podcast. We love hearing from you, so please reach out with comments, likes, subscribes, and yes, even story suggestions. A big shout out and thank you to everyone who helps make this show possible, especially you, the audience. We hope to see you again very soon. Local Good Food and Wine streams on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Show notes can always be found on localfood.wine and also on Twitter at localfoodwine and on Instagram at pagefoodwine.